Welcome back to Joystick and Mouse, video game news and reviews for all you filthy casuals out there. My name is Alex. I go by Cross in the gaming community. With me, as always, is Diddy. Howdy, folks. And Jade Dimes. What up? Gentlemen, it's so good to see you. We're back with episode 87 for you folks live here on twitch.tv slash alexalbisu every Monday at 8 p.m. Eastern. Uh, thank you to everybody who shows up in chat. Uh, today, another famous Mike comes out of retirement, and he doesn't wear number 23 now. All right? I like that, oh, Diddy. That was, good. that was a good little pun. Uh, what's the right way to announce a triple t- a title? And uh, we get to take a look at a day in the life of a new Xbox console. And it looks like it is the end of an era for one of the most iconic franchises in gaming history. This one made me a little sad, by the way. A new cloud gaming player enters the fray. And, and are you an imposter? Are you an imposter? Are you an you? On this episode of Joystick and Mouse, everybody's an imposter. Everybody's an imposter. On Joystick and Mouse. Uh, It is, uh, let's see, what's today? September 28th, we are doing this thing. Um, And and gentlemen, it's good to see you. And by the way... good to see you. um, Something crazy happened to me last week. (laughs) I I think I shared it with you guys. In fact, I I actually, I live, uh, I called you guys on FaceTime, both of you guys. And then subsequently, Deanna and I posted a thing on social media. Uh, it turns out that, you know, if you guys listen to the Dad Chronicle and all those other shows I do, you know that we were having a girl. Well, actually, actually, let me amend that. We're not actually having a girl. We're having a boy. What the hell happened? Hiding that thing. Medical it science. He was tucking. He was tucking. <laughs> we're having a boy. We, we, we just found this out like a month and a half before we're supposed to have a kid. <laughs> <laughs> So that, uh, actually, it's not that unusual. Yeah, that's what I understand, right? Like, uh, that way is not unusual. It's very unusual the other way to say that you're having a boy and then you end up with a girl. Yeah. That's really unusual. But to say you're having a girl and end up with a boy, that's not unusual at all. Well, and what happened, uh, without going into too much detail, because actually an episode of the Dad Chronicle published today. If you go to thedadchronicle.com, there is a, a, a good explanation of kind of the scenario of what happened. Deanna and I sat down and talked for a little over 10 minutes, and that entire episode is there for you, thedadchronicle.com. Um, but when we ended up kind of seeing the picture the first time, we realized, like, yeah, that's not... It, 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 it definitely... You couldn't tell it was a girl to begin with, so they made a, a call on what the gender was without really getting a good shot. And we talk about kind of what happened and, and some of the more details on that episode. So go, go, go listen to it. It was a funny, funny week, but we ended up telling all of our good fr- close friends and family. You guys, you know, are, are included in that bucket and just that like threw us for a loop. So we ended up, you know, all the girl stuff out of the, out of the room, getting new boy stuff. We're in a little bit of a mad dash, but we're making it work. You know, we got a little bit to go. It's going to be fine. Going to be okay. Ah, it's all good. It's, it's okay. All good. Um, yeah, other than change, other, your, change your perspective at all. Um, yes, it, it, it kind of has. And the way it's kind of changed my perspective is, uh, 
And I've talked a little bit about this on the show. There's a little bit of a grieving process actually happening because of kind of the expectation. But at the same time, I'm, I'm really looking forward to so much that I didn't expect to have in my life because this was going to be our last foray into this whole parenting thing. Unless something crazy happens, you know? Listen, um, man, practice makes perfect. Crazy things happen. All crazy things happen. Yeah. So that, uh, it, yeah, it definitely is a weird perspective. Um, seeing my dad's reaction to it was pretty cool, too. Just seeing that he's going to have his first grandson, um, you know, just kind of that lineage of the men, you know, in the family. It's just going to be fun. So, uh, yeah, that's that's a huge highlight for, for me. Um, Diddy, how's that computer coming along on your end? It's it's coming along. So so I think I mentioned last time there was some space spatial issues going on. I had to figure out how to run some things uh, to get it to work, but I got that all going. Um, somebody gave me a tip. I don't remember who it was, um, and I'm really sorry to whoever it is that mentioned this, but somebody told me to use wire to measure the runs, okay, and to lay stuff out. It has been a godsend. It is. I've bent when I started bending tubes this week. I haven't messed one up yet. Really? At all? Nice. Here's here's my. Um, oh, whoops. Sorry. There we go. Here, here, here's the one I'm doing now. See, I've got my my last bend. Nice. And you just take the wire and you bend it where it should be, and then you make your tube fit that. Oh, cool. And it works perfect. I well, was what type like, of wire is that? Uh, this is from Michael's. It's just art wire. Oh, okay. So just stuff that you can use in crafts and, and other yep. stuff. That's that's kind of cool. Oh, did we lose J-Dimes for a second? Oh, we did lose him. I'm, I can still hear you. Oh, we I don't, don't have know what you. happened. Yeah, we don't have you on video. No video. I, I had to I had to go off the mic because my cat was... Oh, that's... I heard, oh. I heard a... Like a rogue meow, and I just assumed that was one of Don's cats. So. Nah, so I turned off the mic so I could like go get some. I mean, not the mic. I turned off the camera so I could go get him some treats, and then the yeah. it turned it back on. Then it just turned itself back off. Oh, I don't, all right. Well, I happy, don't happy to have you back. Yeah. So hey. I don't remember where that tip came from. Whoever it was, thank you, because that was like the golden bit of a game changer, big. huh? Yeah. So it's it was, I like I said I I've bent uh the last two tubes have been perfect both times right on right on really happy to hear that i know it's been kind of a, a work in progress and uphill to, battle here for you but yeah we were talking about going to micro center i had to go to the micro center the other last week and buy a whole bunch of different fittings mm. so just to make those some of those uh tight bends fit but um oh, other than fun. that yeah it's been all good um, hopefully the next last fit actually I had to order the last fitting because I didn't have one that's coming tomorrow last bend will be in we should have liquid in it tomorrow night sometime how long do you have to let that thing cycle with the liquid does you just turn it on right away or do you have to let it kind of work its way through the system uh, no you let it go for about 24 hours to, to check it make sure there's no leaks make sure that everything is uh, flowing correctly and and then and then uh, and then you drain it again because you oh, clean okay. it with with uh, a little bit of um, vinegar and then you uh, flush it out and put the real coolant in and oh neat okay oh man, it's such a process but you like doing it is that. it's fun you like doing that it's fun but i want my computer back I want my real computer back 
<laughs> yeah, that's fair. Hey, that's fair. Well, I, I want to I want us to take a little bit of time to jump into some of this news here because we have a lot of cool stuff kind of on the docket. Uh, so let's do that. We're jumping right into the news. It's time for the news. All right, did you're right. up first? Mike Morheim, the co-founder of Blizzard Entertainment, has launched a new game company called Dreamhaven, and it has established two new game studios, Moonshot and Secret Door. The Irvine, California-based company is a pretty good clue that Morheim and his wife, Amy, weren't quite done with games when they left Activision Blizzard. So, uh, yeah, um, this article was enlightening to say the least um venture beat venture beat yeah venture beat uh got this interview with him uh that was well like i said very enlightening very 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 enlightening uh the one um comment in this uh in this article that i found found very telling um, there's been a lot of rumors that Mike wasn't very happy with Activision, with you know, the takeover and all that stuff. But there was one quote in this story that if you had any doubt about why he left <laughs> Blizzard, uh, there shouldn't be any matter. The quote was, "We're not in a hurry." The the person asked him about getting funding for the for the companies, and he said, "We're not in a we're not in a hurry to go out and get funding." Because the most important thing is to make sure we retain control over the company's decision making. If that isn't a damning statement about Activision, then that's sad. And yeah. EA, I don't know what is. It was just the whole and the whole articles like that. If you read between the lines, you could tell there was just crap going on that he just didn't want to have any more parts of. Yeah. Um. And. But. No games announced, no real, you know, nothing about what they're working on. Um, a lot of the guys from Blizzard went to be his game designers and yeah. uh, his lead people. So we expect uh, really great things out of these, out of this company. And if you're watching live on Twitch, I mean, this thing looks Blizzard. Like, look at this image. Oh, look yeah. Dreamhaven, like. Oh, it, it brings the same whimsicalness, some future stuff, some some hints of Warcraft and Starcraft all mixed in there. Uh, but but yeah, the, it 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 definitely just reeked of Mike Morheim learned a lesson. Not to say that he made, I don't think that he made a mistake for himself professionally or personally. I think that he did what anybody would kind of do in that situation, and I. I don't necessarily fault him for that, though I, I do think that it took a toll on the experience of what Blizzard was as compared to what it is now. Um, and I am very curious about what they end up doing, like as far as funding goes and and like how they actually operate these two studios kind of under this umbrella, what each studio is going to be known for what you see are really prominent names from blizzard and you know some of the senior people from blizzard back in the day making a return um you know one of those people is is um in charge of moonshot uh that is jason chase and uh 
one of the things that they said in this article, I've been working on a project there with that team. It like sometimes happens, ended up not moving forward. He said in an interview that created this opportunity to take a step back. And I ended up taking some time off just to kind of reflect on what I wanted to do next. So the idea of a startup had been uh, percolating with him. Another partner on the team, Bowder, also decided to leave. So they began discussing his studio and Chase had dinner with Morheim. They talked about joining forces. Um, I have a tremendous amount of respect for Mike as a values-driven leader. I don't know if that kind of resonated mm. with anybody. Um, yep. Somebody who really had a lot of courage to accompany his uh, convictions. And so the idea of working with him and getting this off the ground was the best of possible uh, of possible worlds. Um, you know, there's something a little bit magical about being a size where we can get everybody together in a room at one time and really talk about what we're trying to do. And when blizzard blizzard is a big company now, I mean, they've got a lot of people, big, you know, campus and they're under the umbrella of Activision and part of that world, which is a big company in itself. So I, I, I think that this is kind of bringing them back to the roots. Like you looked at those old pictures of them. Look, it looked, it looked like they were sitting in college dorm rooms or something. Chris Metzen with his like, it looked like he had like a mullet at the time and just young guys building games and having fun. It feels like they're trying to kind of harken back to that a little bit. And we'll see where that comes from a creative direction these are people with amazing creative ideas. Uh, so very interested in seeing what they, what, what, what potentially they bring to fruition that could have been shot down back in blizzard, you know, Activision, right? Like there could be some ideas where they're like, you remember when we talked about that 10 years ago or however yeah. long it's been, you know, like maybe we do that. It would be kind of cool to see remember, what, remember that, that, that project that can't be mentioned that, that got killed because, and then now it's Overwatch. What we really wanted us to do. Yeah. Uh, uh, remember that. You know, one of the things that I found fascinating about this too, uh, one of the things that, that really piqued my interest is to, to see what they're going to come up with is um, uh, there were some aspects of science fiction in some of the um, the pictures and stuff on the uh, on the websites. I would love to see these guys do a science fiction-based game. I think oh that yeah, that'd be, be cool. So cool. Like different from uh, different from StarCraft science fiction? Like what are you thinking? Yeah. Yeah, or even like an MMO set in that that world would be great. Like sort of maybe along the wild was it Wildstar? Oh man, I love that game. Rest of Wildstar lines. Um only uh um you know, have these guys do it. Yeah. That sounds intriguing. Yeah, totally. Totally. Well, I, I'm very much looking forward to what Mike and the team put together. Uh, we'll see. This is kind of fresh coming on just a week ago. So uh, stay tuned here. We'll certainly be covering it. Um, you can write it in. If you have your own predictions on what perhaps they're putting together, email joystickandmouse at gmail.com. Uh, terrible Truth in chat says, so sad Wildstar died. I know. God, it was cool. That was a cool game. It was a cool game. Um, unfortunately, it just didn't go anywhere. Yeah. Do y'all think Blizzard just gave him a hell of an NDA and was like, yo, you can't go do anything when you leave? Uh, you know, it's been a year. Usually, usually there is a year of that, like, you, you can't do anything. Although, who made 
makes the co-founder sign an NDA? The person that buys his company. <laughs> or the or the corporate that is that is very common practice. That's why you I see guess, a lot yeah, of people. I mean, I guess Blizzard, he started Blizzard, but at some point he sold it to Activision. Mm-hmm. And Activision made him sign an NDA. Yeah. Which yep. I kind of feel is I mean, I, I feel like it's kind of a douchebag thing to do, but yeah, you know, whatever. Yeah. And he's not hurting for money. It's not like he hasn't been able to. No, oh my oh, God. Make, you him make, money he make a living. So I'm not going to sit here and feel bad for Mike. But yeah. Nope, he's not hurting at all. No, nah, he's not. Well, let's talk about the next uh, the next topic here. With next generation hardware on the horizon and no in-person gaming conventions, recent months have seen more new game announcements than usual. And that's very exciting. And it's always fun to get a glimpse at the uh, the gaming landscape of the future. But what is the right way to spread the word to build excitement for the next big release? So th- we found this article here um, that kind of talks about the right way to announce AAA games. I kind of agree with some of this, and I kind of don't agree with some of this. And I figure that yeah, uh, I, I think this would I, be a good talking point. So this article sort of from Game Informer. I'm going to share this in chat in case you guys want to want to see it too. You know, uh, they they go through. I'm going to talk about the five things first, and then we'll we'll touch on our our feelings on that. So first, provide a release year. Second, don't feed platform confusion. Three, tell us when we'll learn more. Four, you need more than a logo. And five, wait for the right time. So I agree with like two of the things on this list. And the reason why I don't necessarily agree with all of it is that I think that part of my enjoyment of getting new game release information or or, or, or notification announcement or whatever, I feel like the vagueness is okay, especially from a marketing perspective, something that I respect is that they're building anticipation and something that that obviously, like let's just take God of War, for instance. God of War, the 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 one coming out for the PlayStation 5. You know, really all that they did was announce this logo. And you heard the voice in there. They didn't give us a whole lot more to work with. I'm good with that because it lets me know that it's a priority for that company that's building that product. And it gives me something more to look forward to when they come out and say, hey, we're anticipating more information to drop about God of War in the future, which leads to another point that I don't necessarily agree with. Tell us when we'll learn more. Too often do we see companies coming forward and being like, you know, really wishy-washy on dates. I don't think that it's the right time, like when you announce, hey, God of War, see the logo. Learn more in three months. No, like you're gonna let us know when you let us know. Also, this kind of, in my opinion, it combats that whole idea of don't, um, you know, don't don't release things before they're really ready, right? But we see that too often in the gaming landscape these days, where you don't, you have companies kind of pulling back. Cyberpunk, for instance, is a good example of this. For for good measure, they're certainly pulling back to make sure the game's ready and all that sort of stuff, and they're taking the right kind of way but then in other cases some other developers look at activision and some sometimes like blizzard like what we were just talking about pushing launch dates to just make to just appease to the audience um and i and maybe i take that back because blizzard has has been 
historically pretty good about kind of making sure the thing's ready. Lately, I kind of question that, but the rule it kind of remains the same in my opinion. Um, you need more than a logo. Absolutely disagree. Like a vague ass rune. Um, is is all that you need. So I, I just I, I think that that's that, that that's my thought on this. So, I mean, what do you guys think? What do you think? I think I think it depends on the game. I think it depends. If you're putting out a sequel, you can put up a logo. I I've seen it twice. Uh, Diablo Four, and now with uh, God of War, flash up the logo and say it's coming. People are hyped. Um, I'm going to disagree with Alex on on this one. I thought the most important thing about this article was tell me when I'm going to know something else. If you're going to let give me an update in three months, say, you know what? Don't expect to hear anything for six months or don't expect to hear anything for three months. In three months, we'll come back and let you know where we're at. I, I would rather have that than than say, here's some info. And then not hear anything for six months and not have any idea when they're going to tell us something else. Yeah. And I guess where, um, and where I'm coming from on that, just to be clear, like, I don't want them to come forward and and feel like they're rushing to, to tell me information that perhaps they're not ready. I think it's all about the context and the expectations that they set of what like if they were to give a date, what is going to be covered in that date? Like, are you going to just show some? really kind of some new gameplay footage cool don't but don't set the expectation like hey we're going to tell you a release date in three months and then in three months like you guys don't have a release date and you wash over that there have been some games that come that have come out where that's happened and that that's kind of where my yeah that, my I, point comes that's from. where i sort of disagreed with them on the uh give me a release year i you know what no don't tell me when it's coming out right tell me when it's ready yes 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 yeah, yeah terrible truth in, in chat says feels like some companies push dates out to get the pre-order cycles started asap and and I agree I think that feel I feel yeah. it feels wrong you know what I mean it just feels uh, yeah I want you to give me information healthy. I want you to tell me what's going on you'll just get tell them, me when yeah. it's done I don't need to know that it's coming November of this year right I you know tell me when it's done yeah oh hey you know what it's done you guys can buy it now <laughs> Here's my money. <laughs> Jay Dimes, what do you think about this? I think we're kind of the wrong audience to answer that question. Yeah? Because I don't think they're trying to sell us games. Right? Like, True. We're going to buy them anyway. We're going to buy them anyway. Right? And so yeah. Yeah. I think I think when you're talking about the average consumer, you got to give them more. Because they're really making a decision on whether or not they're going to give give you their sixty bucks, or eighty bucks, depending on you know who you talk to about the price cycle. Um, so I think I think you really do need to give them something. You you need to you need to help them make a decision on why that game is the game they should want. And and maybe when you're talking about like Sony, for instance. Like they're not even just trying to sell you a game; they're trying to sell you a console, right? Because they're really focusing on the games that you can only get on their console. You know, whereas 
you know, by and large, Microsoft, although they have first party games, doesn't really seem to focus a whole lot on that. Um, they're really just talking about, hey, this is a great way for you to play lots of lots of ways within our ecosystem. I think Sony really has to do the work um, because they're trying to sell units of a console and that console is the only way to play their games. So yeah. for something like Miles Morales or or God of War, like they got to make a strong case. Like they like for me, like if they're if Sony's trying to sell me on buying a PlayStation 5, man, like I need to see Miles Morales be something miraculous. Yeah. To say, make me say, "Oh, I really need to buy this console at some point." And not just play it um, on my PlayStation 4. Well, I don't. It's not even coming to PlayStation Four. So, like, oh, I thought it was. No, I think Miles is just PS Five. Yeah. Oh, I thought. So, it, I like, thought it was. I like... really have to make a decision, like if I want to play, or I got to come over to you or Don's house and you know spend a couple hours, you know, <laughs> for a few months, you know, and and you know put in a little time for Miles. But oh yeah, it's coming out for PS Four. Is it? Yeah. Oh, I thought it was a PS Five only. Oh well, oh, then I listen. thought that was. See, I missed that too. I thought it was PS Five no, only. No, no, Are you no, sure? It, yeah, I'm looking at articles talking about it there right now. I could have sworn when they originally launched that game that that thing was PS5 only. It's backwards compatible with PS5. No, you're right. I see it on PlayStation Store that it's going to play. Now, let me. (laughs) This is a total tangent. It has nothing to do with our conversation, but I think that was a terrible decision on their part. Talk to me about why. Because if I was so. If I'm going to buy a next-gen co- console, right, especially for me, for for me to buy a PS5, like, you got to make me make me, make me me really want that. And if, yeah, if I, I don't have to buy a PlayStation 5, I'm not going to. At uh, yeah. this point, the two games that they had that could have driven me to a PlayStation 5 have just been kind of taken off the board. Spider-Man and apparently Major League Baseball is going to force Sony to make the show for all consoles next next go round. Oh so, really? Yeah, I I think it was yeah. either like yo y'all do that or we're going to spread this license out. I because, mean Yeah. Yeah, I mean I no I, and I agree with you that my questioning you wasn't necessarily a challenge it was just to kind of get your thoughts on it cuz I agree completely. It's why I'm not buying a new PlayStation 5 or an Xbox Series X on day of. I'm going to just I'm now, wait a bit. I might still get an X. I might still get an X. And and really the reason that I might get an X is because they have made it fiscally easy yeah, for me. I, now, I don't have to make a decision to drop $500 yeah. to do it. I've come around time. on that. Yeah. I can yeah. spend 30 And actually, really, I'm already spending 15 of it. So yeah. really, I'm just paying an extra 20 bucks. Yeah. Like no, they it, had yeah. me at the 15. So they made it easy, man. Um, and you know what? Let, let's use that as an opportunity to segue uh, for a second to uh, to the next article. But if you do want to chime in on what we just talked about, please uh, email joystickandmouse at gmail.com. Run Jump Stomp in the chat, a good friend of ours, uh, says Game Pass Ultimate is a really amazing deal. It really is, man. I'm telling you, it's, it it's the best deal in gaming. It's the best deal They're in gaming right now. With an incredible financing opportunity to get a next gen console. And even even people even journals video game journalists who are traditionally more PlayStation focused are saying like hey like this is the thing um, that 
it's 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 the game that nobody realized they were playing. I think yeah. that's I think that's what uh Elena Pierce. I think that's how she described it. So like nobody nobody thought this was what we were doing. And then Microsoft said, "Hey, this is what we're doing." So Yep. Um, well, let's talk about this uh this next article here which has to do yep. with the Series X. Several journalists got their hands on the new Microsoft console this past week and their reviews were pretty stellar. There wasn't a new title to play, so they were limited to backward compatibility, but that's a big part of this. So let's take a dive into what their impressions were and what our take on that is. Yeah, this Series X has been really, really impressive to kind of watch people talking about it with the like I've seen like just more vigor around this. Vigor. This That's a great word. Yeah, this this Xbox Series X from a journalistic perspective than than the PlayStation Five. Um, also, like I don't know if you guys have seen taken a really close look. Just for a quick tangent. Have you guys taken a really close look at these consoles and kind of like they they say like prototype not for resale like on the back of them have you guys seen that i don't think i've ever noticed that Mm -hmm. on any of the consoles that people get for these sort of endeavors but i just thought that that was something interesting anyway i i I think that the early um the early news on the series x is really really positive um and i like seeing that they're putting their best foot forward here, especially like such positive conversations happening this early um, in the game. But what do you guys, how, how are you feeling about this Jade Imes? I want, I want to hear your thoughts. You're the Xbox guy here. I, I think it's great. I'm glad that people are happy with what they're offering. Um, I think that they've made, I've, I think they've made the decisions and put forward the story that puts them in a good place to be very competitive uh, in console sales. But I say that with the- Oh, sorry. I just fat fingered a. Uh, I just fat fingered a macro. Um, <laughs> sorry. I say that with the uh, the understanding that like they're not really looking to to like win the console sales world. Console sales war, but I don't think they want to like make it look like nobody's buying their consoles. You know what I mean? Like they want to move units, but like if they're if they trail by a couple a couple thousand or you know a hundred thousand or something like that, I don't think that make or breaks their bank. But you know, I think they're I think they they made a great box. Nobody's going to say the box isn't powerful enough. Nobody's going to say that they can't lock in. 4k at 60 frames per second or you know whatever the the stuff was that people said when they were comparing the two consoles you know last time yeah so so i I read through a couple of these articles and and i got here here my the the my impressions that i got from it uh one it's not as big as i thought it was the console itself isn't quite as big as I thought it was. It's about the, the same bigger than what I thought it was going to be. It's about the same height. Cause I always sit mine on the side. It's about the same height as the regular Xbox, just a little bit and not as deep. So um, are you talking about the S or the X? The X. 
I feel like uh, I've seen a, I, I saw like two or three different comparison pictures where they sat them side by side, and it's just not as big as I thought it was going to be. I mean, right um, here on Twitch, you guys can see it sitting right next to the Switch, kind of for size comparison. I think that that's that's about what I expected. It's two yeah, and a half Nintendo I, Switches tall. Run Jump Stomp says. <laughs> yeah, it, but it's like I always sit my PlayStation on the side. It's not as tall as the PlayStation sitting you on know, the side. One of the interesting questions I have is whether or not I can lay this Xbox on its side. Because the way I have my stuff set up right now, standing yes, it vertically is not going to work real well. Well, yeah, so. you, you definitely can set it on its side. It's a matter yeah, of if you it can. fits in the space for what you're yeah. talking about, It'll which I'm sure it will. It's really not as big as I think people think. Um, the PlayStation it's not 5 as big on as I hand, thought it was going to be. PlayStation 5 is gigantic. Yeah, it's, it's gigantic. Um, um, the biggest console the thing... in uh, in a long time. Sorry, Diddy, go ahead. Yeah. No, sorry. Uh, the other thing was was I watched a couple of the videos. I was very impressed how older generation games played on the new console. Um, they did a really good job of of being able to to play that old techno technology on the new console and this new uh resume feature is just phenomenal oh my god it's, it's so cool the load times weren't quite as as amazing as i thought they were going to be you know just general load times are definitely better than the old than the old console but but this resume feature is just ridiculous i mean it was the the guy i was watching was switching back and forth between games and it was like a second and a half to jump back into a game that he was playing before yeah i mean now that's was impressive just, it was amazing it was impressive it, and it might get better i mean you you and yeah you these think are, about the fact this is like initial like even if this is the the os that they'll have day one as is like it's still like early yeah yep yeah, the no. Game, the gameplay no, looks. Having played oh, Red okay. Dead, yeah. Having played Red Dead recently, watching somebody load it up, it definitely was quicker. There was any doubt about that because even my PC takes a bit of time to load scenes in and out. Yeah. Yeah, I might. I might pull the trigger. It's not. I don't think that it's a. It's a wrong choice for anybody to to get this you know if you're in the situation that i'm in for instance um which is to uh, like for me i think my priority is to get a new graphics card and do all the gaming that i would normally do on my xbox series x yeah. on my computer I mean, because i've got the computer that can handle it i just that uh, graphics I, card you want is going to cost you two consoles well yeah but like the 3080 but if, if i think about the investment of the 3080 just strictly from a business perspective what it's going to do for me is help with all the streaming and help with all the other visual stuff that i do um it's it goes a little bit beyond that and if i really wanted to i could take this computer and hook it up to my 75 inch 4k tv oh, over there on, you ain't got to do that to us you ain't got to rub it in with the 75 and, inch TV. and just run 4k on that thing scary. anyway right like i have a 14 i have a 1440p 144 hertz monitor right here for for all my gaming needs that i do on the pc but if i really wanted that kind of immersive experience i would just do that you know i could just 
dude on that computer that that TV right there that J Dimes is really upset with me about. I you know I'm just jealous because I literally cannot fit a TV of that size on any of the wall space that we. You haven't even been here to see it, have you? Yeah, I've seen it. Oh, you've seen it? Yeah, have I haven't seen it. I feel didn't we haven't we done a D and D since you bought that? No, 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 nope. This is nope. the new one. It's a brand new, big old. I got a whole new entertainment maybe system. I just, maybe I just remember the other the it, other I TV that he had went upstairs. No, it's yeah, actually thought, the other TV actually right? is just sitting in storage right now. It's a different 4K TV sitting in storage, which I'm going to hang on a wall. Why didn't they go upstairs? Uh, uh, okay, for a quick tangent. So I didn't <laughs> take it upstairs because it doesn't have the way that TV is set up. It's got like two little like two little feet right mm-hmm. like two little feet on the side i have mm-hmm. a sonos play base so the sonos play base is what you set the tv mm-hmm. on yeah and it doesn't quite fit yeah. you can't just mount it to the wall no because i got that whole entertainment system with it like fits in like a little nook in See, it that's so with those little entertainment centers like that i mean it's, it yeah i mean uh, yeah you're, you're not wrong <laughs> you're not wrong but you know, here we are. So hey, I, I, it, I it will have a... have a space though. We're in the man cave over there on the other side of the studio where we're going to have a bar and a, and a pool table oh, yeah, and other stuff that that's going to be where that one goes. So we can watch sports and other stuff while we're playing. It's going to be, this is a whole setup down here, folks. I should do a studio tour sometime. Like, I, found I feel like a perfect I should do product that. for you. Maybe. Yeah. So Roku just came out with like a Roku sound bar. Have you seen this? No, it's got like Dolby Atmos in it. Hmm. For like 150 bucks. Oh, really? Oh, nice. Yeah. Um, well, this is a, a Roku TV. It's a and what I, the oh, TV I'm talking about is a TCL 55 inch. Yeah. So you don't even need that. You got Roku. Yeah, it's great. No, no, but it, it's a really good TV. But I ended up getting myself a 75 inch Samsung 4K QLED monster. Yes. The Q, 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 QT80 something like that. I don't know. It's awesome. It's it's my favorite device right now it's great anyway i have some somber news to share with you guys no you ready somber news okay (laughs) if you want to harvest those apples you better get to it soon because zynga (laughs) is shutting down its original farmville website on facebook at the end of this year ladies and gentlemen uh as the company announced it's not entirely unexpected news though facebook said in july it would no longer support flash games as of december 31st Man, this, recode the same that date, thing in HTML5. yeah the, the same date adobe is killing the flash player altogether this is kind of like the end of a generation if you think about all the games that farmville has really inspired think about games like i was just playing what is this state not state of decay state of i was just playing it on my phone shoot let me look at this thing what's it called it is it is the first game I can remember with microtransactions in it. Yeah, State of Survival. I was playing a little bit of that on my phone. It's like a stupid zombie-killing uh, yeah. game. But the idea that you know you, you set things to grow, and then you collect them, and then you keep building, and then if you want to do things faster, you buy the thing. And this is a, a, a good example of a company that started that whole microtransaction thing. Mm-hmm. Which good And if you tell but, me that you didn't have a farm, you're lying. Lying. Oh yeah, everybody did. Nope. Lying. Everybody, everybody did. had a farm. Everybody. No, not, Tim, you nope. just don't know it. You did. I, I, I did not consent to having a farm. Uh, listen, I don't believe you. 
But anyway, it's sad though because it's the end of an era. This game, this uh, game has been around for freaking forever. How, how long exactly was it? Did it say? Um, uh, Two thousand nine. So yeah, it's over uh, over ten years old. So oh, man. So, just to put this in a little bit of perspective, at 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 its peak, World of Warcraft had twelve and a half million players. This game at its peak had thirty five million players. Jesus. 35 million people played this game at the same time. That's insane. Unbelievable. Yep. That is a tenth, a tenth of the U.S. population played this game. That's just amazing. That is is impressive. It is. So, folks, uh, lesson is to make sure that you get all of your crops Make sure to talk to your animals before they get put down by Facebook. That's right, ladies and gentlemen. Facebook is putting your digital pets down in December. All right. right. Was anybody else um, surprised this was actually still around? (laughs) Well, well, uh, (laughs) yes. I'm not surprised it's going away. I'm not surprised it's going away. I was surprised it was still active. Yeah. It was dead a long time ago. We haven't talked about it. I haven't talked about Farmville in forever. I don't know. But anyway, if you'd like to chime in on any of today's uh, news articles, you can do so by emailing joystickandmouse.com <laughs> or by being here on uh, Twitch live, like Terrible Truth and Run Jump Stop. <laughs> Consent has never stopped Facebook. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, now it's time it's for this sound. Now it's time for this sound uh, that I played awkwardly a second ago. All right, Diddy, you've got full stream ahead news. What you got? Uh... At its 2020 hardware event this past week, Amazon announced, yep, Amazon announced a cloud gaming platform called Luna. The news isn't too surprising. The service has been rumored since last year, previously codenamed Tempo, uh, while an Amazon-made game controller leaked out just ahead of the event. Well, that one I was surprised. I didn't know they were working on a controller. Amazon's offering is a little different, though, and maybe they paid attention to what was going on around them with the other companies. So Amazon is taking sort of a different tact where they're not actually... They have their own games, they have their own studios, but they are doing a pure subscription service within their cloud gaming service. You can't actually buy a game. You subscribe to a service like I think the two they're starting with are Ubisoft and somebody else. I forget who the other one is, but you can only subscribe to the subscription services. And this is how they're getting around the, the Apple. Um, uh, well, okay. So they're getting around the Apple thing in a different way, but um but they're using a pure subscription-based service, so you can't actually buy a game in the in their service, which I thought was really interesting. Um, they're getting around the Apple thing by making it a self-contained app, yep. so you actually launches from within a web browser. Uh, so it's not really an app per se; it's just a website that you go to that's self-contained and runs within its own its own little container. Wait, you mean uh, like a cloud-based service? What? Yeah, uh, isn't that cool? <laughs> yeah. 
So yeah, no no real app. You don't install it from the app store or anything like that. You just go to a website, which is a link, which you can actually put on your your desktop on your phone. So it looks like an app, acts like an app. Yeah. But does not quack like an app. It um well, yeah, quacks like yeah, an app, but like still an isn't app, an app. But it's not an app. Yeah. Uh, and Runjum Stomp's talking about Stadia. He's got a, a show uh, called Stadia Cast, and you guys can check that out. He's saying that uh, he played Stadia in a web browser today. I, that's the way I was doing um, Stadia when that's... I was when I was playing that. It was there was I just used Chrome. You know, I mean yep. that's the great thing about uh, th- those these web based whatever it is. I mean, even outside of the video game realm, you talk about it... business applications, launch a browser. And I am absolutely sure that. That Google looked at this and said, "We're doing that," and they'll they'll will do the, exactly the same thing within you know a couple of weeks. They'll have, you know, they'll containerize their their app. They'll containerize their website so that it runs within just within them, and they'll get yep. around the whole the whole problem yeah, that they're having right now. Terrible truth asks. So, will that introduce more latency? No, um, I, the no. latency is just basically based off of your own internet connection. Just right. like now, a lot of those one, other services, so this one works identity. Um, that technology is exactly the, the the same as Google's. Is their controller hooks up to your Wi-Fi? Yeah, the Amazon the controller hooks up to your Wi-Fi, yep. and it, you're playing that. That's going through a completely separate pipe as to your streaming service. Yep. So really cool, really neat. I put in for the preview. I haven't gotten a. Re- response back yet but cool um if i get the preview i will definitely fire you know um subscribe to it and and give you a review nice you can watch did he stream it live that'd be kind of cool i i will try to stream it live. i hope my computer will be back up and working by then I'll do it quick uh yeah that's th- that would be a cool thing to see if you if it could actually hold up the the um, yeah the internet yeah that's the other one their controller is only 50 bucks yep so we'll see go follow diddy on twitch twitch.tv slash diddy does games uh and watch for when he does that um all right so we have a video game review um don do you want to yes and the reviews were so mixed they were surprised gotta let the ladies talk it out diddy do you want to kind of kick us off on this one so on Friday nights, um, we have been getting together to play uh, play some games um, and just hang out and sort of, you know, have a, have a good time in social distancing, but uh, uh, still getting together. And this past week, we've been playing Jackbox games, which are, which are a lot of fun, um, but we've sort of been playing the same ones and wanted to try something different. So we've got this game called Among Us. And the concept is, is that one of you, you all started up and then it tells you on the screen that one of you is an imposter. You're not really human. You're an alien. And the rest and the crew has to try to figure out who it is, who that person is. So you run around the, you know, everybody and, but it gives you a whole bunch of little tasks to do. So it'll tell you the reactors getting ready to blow. You have to go shut down the, uh, the containment unit or something. 
So it gives you a bunch of little tasks in the ship. And as you're doing these tasks, the imposter runs around and he can either try to kill you or he can make it look like he's doing tasks to try and fool everybody. Um, and then if one of the humans comes across the body, they have to announce it and say, hey, I found the body. Um, and so the whole premise of it is you're trying to figure out who the imposter was. It was an absolute blast. We had so much fun yeah. playing this game. Um, you can see my background is the little dudes that you play uh, in the game. It, it's just, it's a lot of fun. It's a little crazy. Um, as long as everybody plays the game the way you're supposed to. So like, uh, you can't say when somebody kills you. There's, you know. Yeah, there's like an like etiquette. There, like you want to be respectful of the like if you've ever played a game like secret hitler i think is one werewolf you know mm -hmm. games like that there's these murder mystery you die you can't say nothing there's a um, jackbox game similar to this I, yeah I, I remember i don't remember the name of it way but. more complicated but yes yeah uh, it's great it's it's great fun it, it causes some some fun uh uh conflicts I'll say within yeah. the team. Um, and what I want to, what I want to invite people to do is that if you're not already hit exclamation point discord here in chat, you can join our discord. We do this. We, we do some kind of a game night with the community every Friday, right in discord, something like this that is approachable and either really cheap to get or free. And in this case, it is free. This is a free game to play if you download it on your iOS device or your yeah. Android device. Um, or you can buy it like I did for $5 in Steam, in Steam um, which just seeing... Um, there's also, like, if you don't know a whole lot of the, of the history behind this game, um, this game has been out for a long time. But just recently because it's gotten a surge of popularity amongst streamers and people making YouTube videos playing this game and seeing just the hilarity that kind of comes out of it with you and your friends mm -hmm. due to that, it's really surged in popularity. So I, I, you know, just kind of paying homage to what this team has put together, what good it's done to the, you know, to the gaming community. I wanted to buy it for, you know, five bucks. So I did that. It's up to you, uh, so, but I. But the great thing is that no matter what you're playing on, you can uh, do it cross-platform. So if you're playing it on yep. an iPhone, you can join the game I'm playing on PC. You just give a specific room code number, and voila, you're there. So again, something yeah, to think about. Yeah, we had people playing. We had people playing on an iPad and people playing yeah. on their phone, and us playing on the computer, and it you couldn't tell the difference. At but let's all. Al but let's also take it like another another level, like. Your own family that is, you know, spread out right now due to some of the social distancing. And, you know, for us specifically here in the Albisu household, we're really doing a lot of social distancing and being very careful just because Deanna is about to, you know, give birth. And, and we're just really trying to be careful. That said, we have very limited the number of people and the amount of like the type of people that we interact with and, and like have over. Um, and so it gets kind of lonely doing this on Fridays is really, really helpful to the morale. Okay. So think about how you can implement that into your own family situation, friend situation. If you're in a similar kind of thing that we're dealing with, right? Uh, this is a great way to stay in touch. 
So do that. The game is Among Us. Diddy, what would you rate it? Out of 10. Wait, out of oh. 10? Is that what we do? Do we say out of 10? Nah, yeah, we have. Yeah, we. I don't think we have recently, but um. Oh, this is a this is a ten of ten. This oh, is totally. It's it's oh, just perfect. fun. Oh, it it is yeah, honestly it's just dude, it's fun. so fun. It's and so fun. It's one of those things. It's really simple. It's a simple premise. It's easy to play. There's not a whole whole bunch of rules to learn or anything like that. But it just works. It just. I mean, you know, it just. It's just a lot of fun, especially you get, you know, a bunch of people together that are really into it and you're trying to figure out who killed the who killed who and and there's a whole bunch there's strategy to it about running around in pairs or threes or you know, and if you're the imposter you're trying to, you know, pick people off when they're alone and Yep. So yep. It, it's a lot of fun. Really really good game. Yeah, and again, it's called Among Us. So check it out on Steam or your mobile device, or I think I think it's on console too. I think I don't know. It's hard not to be able to find this. So yeah. uh, so that's it, guys. It was worth every penny of five bucks. It was just... yeah. But that's going to be it for us today, friends. Let's clap it out. That's a show. Ladies and gentlemen, if you enjoyed what you listened to today, consider giving this show a five-star rating on Apple Podcasts. It helps a lot in letting your friends know about this show. Also, as a reminder to anybody listening to this on the podcast and thinking, wow, I'd like to be a part of that conversation, just like Run, Jump, Stomp and uh, Terrible Truth and others chiming in in the chat, uh, do that. Come on over. Twitch.tv slash Alex Albisu. We do this every Monday at 8 p.m. Eastern. Um, the video on demand will also be available on our YouTube. So uh, if you'd like to uh, check out more stuff going on with the three of us, head over to joystickandmouse.com. All of our contact information is there, including how to get in touch with us. If you'd like to chime in on any of the conversations that we had, email joystickandmouse at gmail.com. So for me, uh, so long. Diddy, would you like to say goodbye? See you later, folks. And Jay Dimes. Take it easy. All right. Take care, everybody. Have a good night. If you like this show, check out more great content at incastmedianetwork.com. Diamond Club hopes you have enjoyed this program. <laughs> All right, good show.